You know, Spider-Man's been divorced a few times. Yeah, well, yeah, I know that. Spider-Man B. Yeah, Mr. B. Mr. Spider-Man Mr. B. Jordan. B. Spider-Man, Spider-Man B. Jordan. Not the Spider-Man you know, but you're familiar with some of his name. Yeah, you've seen him in things. Money, money, money. money. Give me money. the money. Give me the money. Give me, give me the money. Oh, hey, do you mind if I do my, my vocal warm-ups real quick? Give me the money. Yeah, okay, do you mind if I do? I, I've got a new one I want to try out. Yeah, John gets nothing. I get all the money. John gets nothing. Can I can I do one more vocal exercise? Of course. I will kill you for money. <laughs> I will annihilate your family for money. <laughs> I know where you live and keep money. No, I don't. I don't know where you keep your money. <laughs> you do know where I live, and let me tell you where I keep my money on a series of debit and credit cards. <laughs> All my money, I have invested heavily into debt. Yet another day that's going to be bigger than the day we're recording on. Welcome back to Zero Credits, the show where we talk about things. My name is Henry. And my name is a curious mixture of optimistic and terrified John. And together we're Henry and a mixture of somewhat optimistic and terrified John. I know I botched that, but I don't care. Coming at you to discuss the cultural happenings of the zeitgeist. Uh, John? Oh, yes? We find ourselves on yet another Tuesday. It's like everything happens on Wednesday. Yeah, we really need to rework this whole Tuesday Newsday thing. We record on Tuesday nights for everyone who already knows, because if you listen to the show, you know. Uh, but it seems like everyone plots their 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 news releases, their big moments, their historic things uh, for the middle of the week. Yeah, I mean, I thought there was once a time when all the movies came out on Tuesday, you know, Tuesday movie day. Well, yeah, and uh, so, yeah. I, th- I thought everything was happening on Tuesday, but apparently the nation has decided that everything good and bad happens the day after we record, almost as if the mainstream media is plotting against us. Absolutely. Because you remember, back when we started this podcast in 2016, we decided we would record on Tuesday, because that's when the new DVDs get released. Yeah, we. Won't. I mean, if anyone like her listened back 
in 2016, this podcast was primarily about reviewing DVD releases, not the contents of the film, but the quality of the special features, the menus, and the box art of the DVD releases. And of course, I always gave the color commentary uh, how it was to drive to the Walmart, uh, grab the DVD off the end cap, and the conversations I would have with the cashier. I would review the entire experience. Really, Netflix is the worst thing to have happened to this podcast. Totally tanked the DVD release podcast uh, industry, as it were. And we were kings, I want to be clear, we were kings of that industry. We were top of the crop. And now, because of Netflix, uh, they deleted the entire archive of that entire podcast. No one will ever get to, to hear it. But one thing we held over into this podcast uh, was the Tuesday night recording because it just it feels like Tuesdays when we need to record. But now we're covering the grand scheme of all things happening in the cultural zeitgeist. And for some reason, cultural zeitgeist release day is Wednesday. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't in the meeting when that happened. Yeah, I need we need to we need to there needs to be a law. Because uh, I feel like if things happen on Tuesday, we have more of the week to respond to it. Yeah, if things happen on... I mean, the problem with things happening on a Wednesday, Thursday, or God forbid a Friday is I'm going into my weekend and God forbid if I'm going to feel any emotion or engage whatsoever with anything on the weekend. Oh, absolutely not. You know, as a as a, a tra- very traditional 9 to 5 podcast, we do not engage with anyone on the weekend not none whatsoever twitter does not exist for us on the weekend yeah our weekends are like the sabbath except a religious so we don't have a justification for it and we're more strict we're more strict than orthodox are they called that orthodox uh jewish people i have no idea i think you can say orthodox jews though You can? I'm always iffy about the word Jews. I feel like saying anything that someone is and just pluralizing it tends to sound wrong, but I think Jews is okay. Okay. Maybe it's just South Park has completely twisted the word for me. Uh, It it might have. Now, last week we didn't, uh, speaking of of time-tested segments... Uh, that we always cover. Last week, we did not get a chance to do this because we were incensed about the Capitol riots and attempted insurrection in our country, Uh, but we did not talk about what drinks we were having. That's correct, Uh, mostly because uh, I'm still doing this drier January type of thing where I'm not drinking except for Friday nights, Uh, so I'm just having a Coke Zero. So I'm also doing a a drier January, but... uh, I'm trying to limit like the total number of drinks I have and not like go to a brewery and have like four beers in the middle of the day. Just trying to cut that down. So I have like one or two beers a week and one of them is saved for this podcast. It is a Southern Heights Brewing Company, Tahitian Dreamin'. Yes, I'm still working through all 23 cans. Well, that's good. That shows that you're not you're not getting lit up as it were. Um, you're really conserving and pacing yourself, which is good for a, a drier January. And just to let everyone know, if it seems like I run out of these pretty quickly within the next few weeks, I didn't drink all of them. I've been sharing them with people and 
oh, also yeah, drinking okay. some of them. You know what? Don't judge me. Sharing them with people, like your good friend, your good friends. You're sharing them with all your good friends. You're I calling mean, up your good friends. Only I don't your know good what uh, what your situation is with the dry January thing. I don't know if I could share a Southern Heights Brewing I, Company. Well, I can drink. I, with dr- you. I I drink on Fridays. I have a drink or two on Fridays. You know. I, so I really just, don't have the I don't have the emotional bandwidth on Fridays to give you a beer. I'm sorry. Well, I'm not saying it has to be on a Friday. I'm saying you could drive by, leave the cans at the door, I'll send me a message that says I left some cans by your door. I take them in, I save them until Friday, and I enjoy them on Friday. Oh, you know that would be a system that would work. I'll, I'll let you know if I do that. You never will. I get it. It's fine. It's cool. It's cool. I'm glad we're in agreement. All right. Well, let's go back to pretending we're friends for the sake of the podcast. John? Henry. A lot of things are going to happen tomorrow. Namely, uh, the the big one is that we're going to have a new president of the United States of America. Um, and let me be the first to say... All of the problems that existed before he becomes president will still exist when he becomes president. And I hope to God he does something about them. But if he doesn't, we're going to call him out on this shit, brother. Yeah, it seems like, I mean, I've had this position for a while. Obviously, very little will be fixed. I'm actually going to come at this from a slightly different angle than I usually do, because my uh, my usual angle is one of... Uh, of hatred and derision because I truly do not care for almost any politician, um, particularly those of the like establishment neoliberal sort, but uh, there will be a ton of problems. I have some tiny reasons to be hopeful. Uh, Anything that has like come out publicly has not given me much hope. However, I will say that today uh, Joseph Robin at Biden, JRB, the, the gerb, Robinette? Uh, yeah, his middle name is Robinette. Like a small robin. Yeah, like a small robin. Now, how is Fox News not latched onto that? You know, uh, maybe they just don't know. They don't know how to pronounce it. Uh, maybe, but maybe that's what it is. Joseph Robinette Biden. Old Smokin' Joe. <laughs> old Smokin' uh, Joe, they call him. Old Smokin' Joe. Old Smoke Show Joe. Old he, Bird Eyes Joe. A uh, pretty pretty adept political move in that today there was a remembrance of the now over 400,000 people who have died of COVID-19 in the U.S. Jesus fucking Christ. Um, and I read about it and I read the quotes from the, the remembrance ceremony, both from Joe Biden and from Kamala Harris, who, and I cannot stress this enough, two politicians I don't particularly care for, for for some pretty significant reasons. I've softened on Kamala Harris after I like read some stuff. But like reading their sentiments about it and the things that they said in their definitely pre-written speeches, I got really emotional because I forgot how it felt to interface <laughs> with any politician who is willing to even give a lip service to right. our plight whatsoever. Right. The bar is so low now because it's so low. It was just platitudes and they just like lit 400 lanterns or whatever, but I've been doing nothing. I have had a tube shoved down my throat for the last four years. And that tube has just been filled with hate 
for four years. So for someone even to feign compassion brought me to tears reading a CNN article. It's great because we know they're not going to like deviate an ad lib or insult people in front of the entire nation or use words like bigly or huge. We're going to actually get some solid presidential communication. And that's how low the bar is. The bar is so low because I'm just happy for anything that isn't a vicious, wet, sundowning baby making fun of someone with a disability. Right, exactly. It's so sad. It's it's extremely sad. In fact, that's how that's how a certain person would would end the sentiments about what they're what they're talking about. Sad. Yeah, I, we we have had we have had 4 years of someone who has not acknowledged an emotion other than anger, disappointment or sexual arousal for 4 years. Ugh. I'm just happy that we're going to get an end to the the headlines on national news, national news organizations that read President Trump is angry over Biden's A-list inauguration. <laughs> what, a, what a dumb headline. However, this does uh, now give me some hope that maybe Donald Trump, hopefully he goes to prison or is... Hmm. Can you wish harm on someone if the harm would be inflicted after they are no longer president? I guess you can't wish harm on anyone, huh? Well, technically, if you want to be a good person, you cannot, in good faith, wish harm on anyone. However, it's yeah, I'm not, not particularly illegal. interested in being a good person. It's not illegal to wish cosmic harm on somebody. You can legally say... And this is an example. I wish a rock would fall on a person. I'm I'm just saying that after Donald Trump is no longer president, my genuine hope is that he gets exactly what he deserves. Um, my other hope is that he uh, he rots in obscurity as the kind of uh, like crowing media hen he used to be where he got mad about people having parties with more celebrities than he does. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, my only hope is that all of his golf courses are closed down by the people who own them. He's not allowed on any golf course. So he has to build his own up high in the mountains. And I'm not saying anything in any explicit terms, but I hope he yells for any rock falls listen we can hope for two events that aren't necessarily related i'm just saying that i hope one day for donald trump to be walking down the street and i also hope for there to be in a street not necessarily the same one an open manhole i'm just saying that Trump finishes his round of golf in his mountain golf course and he gets in his helicopter and he's flying away. And then the FBI, they, they ground the helicopter safely. They take him into custody. He has to go into trial, right? He's sitting for trial. He's in the courtroom. He's lying up and down. And then what happens next, John? Through the side wall the side that faces the mountain, a rock rolls into the courtroom 
and flatten him, flattens him. Like a cartoon. Like a cartoon. And then they're like, oh, man, what are we going to do? The handcuffs. They, we can't put handcuffs on a flat person. And then luckily the bailiff, like he, he's trying to, to handcuff the flat Donald Trump and he can't. But then another boulder comes crashing through the wall and the bailiff like panics. He drops the handcuffs and then the bold, the second boulder rolls over the handcuffs. So they're flat too. And then they can go around the flattened cartoon, Donald Trump's cartoon flat hands. So we're hoping that he is flattened, maybe dead. Who, who can say, but also arrested. Definitely arrested. Yeah, I'm not asking for much. You know, I think that that's a, a a reasonable a reasonable ask. And all of this hope that we have, um, I, I'd say at this point, and this is a dangerous sentiment, I'm more hopeful about tomorrow than I'm frightened. But boy, am I frightened! I, I've said this on a com- in a conversation with my parents, and I guess I'll say it again here. I don't think we're going to see much of much in the way of an organized effort tomorrow. I think whatever chances of an organized insurrection or assault, I think that's all been blown out the window uh, in large part due to the FBI tracking down the, the individuals responsible and arresting them as what should happen when people violate the law. Um, so I, I, I don't think we're going to see anything. That being said, a number of people have already been arrested this week for doing exactly what I'm saying isn't going to happen. Yeah, uh, there have been a lot of arrests in capitals across the nation. Uh, the capital, the actual capital. I don't know what's going to happen there. I have some hope, and I think we may be intimated as much on the podcast, that my hope was that the FBI would take it seriously and act immediately. And that would send a clear message to most people who are easily deterred by negative consequences because a lot of people ended up in the Capitol because these nutballs have not had – these dickballs have not had uh, <laughs> any negative consequences to their actions whatsoever for the past four years or perhaps their entire lives. So when they were faced with things with no fly, like no-fly lists or, or getting arrested or, or, or being beaten up by cops – uh, they then realize, hopefully, that, oh, this is a serious thing that we need to take seriously and we're not just doing, like, fun political LARPing. Right. And, and not to get too conspiracy theory on you, John, but uh, that was theory with theory e like, too wise. But uh, we've seen a lot of the fallout happen to these folks all over the internet. We've seen videos of people being kicked off planes for being on the no-fly list and being dragged through the airport and they're screaming and crying. We've seen multiples of those. Uh, we've seen headlines and articles written about uh, women who used Bumble to entrap Republicans who were at the, the Capitol during the insurrection and turning that information over the, to the FBI. Uh, we're seeing a lot of these news stories pop out and they're, they're kind of lingering in the, in the cycle because the Here's the thing, and here's the conspiracy theory part, John. The media doesn't want the government to be overthrown. So, of course, they're highlighting the the negative consequences that happen to people who try to buck the system. They're trying to dissuade others from trying. And they're they're trying to hammer it home that there's no way to get out of it. 
So of course, of course, this, that's been kind of the only news in between the insurrection and the inauguration tomorrow. It just makes sense, right? Uh, well, I I actually have a, a slightly different. Now you know that I, between the two of us, am, am more taken to flights of conspiratorial fancy than you are. Um, I think that the media would probably be pretty happy with the nation being overthrown in that. I think that the media is like a largely nihilistic, completely immoral organization that just benefits from clicks. Like there are organizations that have like led to the deaths of thousands of people through misleading headlines about vaccines. I don't think the media cares, but I can tell you one player who certainly doesn't want the government to be overthrown. And that's the government. Right. And uh, who owns the media, John? Who owns I mean, it, the media? There, There is reason to believe. So you know the parlor thing, right? Like all the parlor stuff? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, parlor was like a, an alt-right Twitter or just a safe space for Republican voices that got taken down from Amazon Web Services for their part in sort of supporting the insurrection. Uh, they went offline for a while, and then they came back with help from a firm in Russia. People did a little digging, John. Turns out the entire thing from the start was sort of funded by Russia. You connect the dots. So I don't tend to land too much on the Russia thing. Uh, but something about Parley that's fascinating to me is what a shitty website it is. Uh, so a lot of people end up doxing themselves because they're a million years old and don't know how the internet works. And someone posted on Parler, oh, they're taking Parler away. DM me. No, not DM. Reply to this with your name, phone number, and address. And I'll get you on the like new version of Parler. And then a <laughs> bunch of people dox themselves on Parler. And then oh hackers... So to be a verified user on Parler, it's a perfect security system. You just upload a picture of your driver's license to Parler. What? And they call you a verified citizen. Amazing. Wait. Uh, yes, this is real. That's such personal information. Can I tell you the most amazing thing? What? Are, are you aware of what hashing is in terms of like internet security? Is that where you can get metadata from pictures? Hashing is like where you take, let's say someone uploads a picture, and this is the 17,000th picture someone uploads. You're not going to call the picture just 17,000.jpg on your server. You're going to hash the name and just give it a random address for a name. So nothing is stored sequentially, because if you store things sequentially, what people can do is write a script to say, download picture one, download picture two, download picture three, and just download everything that was ever posted to your website ever, right? Right. So you'd never design a website such that everything that is uploaded is not hashed and is purely sequential, right? I mean, one would stand to believe, yes, that is correct. Uh, that is exactly how Parler was set up. So a number of people are in possession of every single thing, including pictures, that has ever been posted to Parler ever, even things that have been deleted. Oh my gosh. Uh, so these people, these hackers, it feels antiquated to say the word hackers now. Uh, but these people have been holding on to this information. And then when the FBI uh, puts out the, the call for additional information, they will then send that to the FBI. And all of this to say, 
I don't necessarily think it's like a, a media thing or a Russia thing, but I don't think it's unbelievable to say that it might be something akin to a PSYOP. And I know that like PSYOP is, people say PSYOP to mean a lot of things. PSYOPs are real and happen and have happened here and elsewhere. It's not always a conspiracy for it to be a PSYOP. It's just when the FBI or the CIA decides to send certain information to a certain audience for a political reason. So it's not crazy to imagine that since these stories of people getting kicked off planes or doxing themselves on parlor or just generally facing negative life consequences in some way, it's not unreasonable to think that those are being fed to the media because they're pretty juicy stories. And maybe the FBI is doing that. Who knows? Yeah, I definitely feel like there's a, a drip feed going on, a direct line straight to the media for some of these things. Not to say that, you know, they probably would discover them on their own. You know, media is really good at getting information. That, that's what that's their entire job. Uh, but I, I want to say, like, there's definitely some incentive to be like, yeah, you should air that story right now. Yeah, I it mean, they're, they're mutually, fun stories. People are going to click on them. It'll be mutually beneficiary to the two of us. This is how people talk in parking lots, apparently. Uh, I, I think so. I've had a few conversations in parking lots, but I I don't know. It, it's it's so fascinating to me because you essentially have two parts of our you have two parts of the right right now that are essentially at war with each other, which is the people who loved Donald Trump because Donald Trump, for the most part, would have like hand waved expanding the security state giving the FBI and the CIA additional powers and largely limiting their amount of oversight, which they're all about. Uh, But you also have the section of the right, which wants to overthrow the government, uh, incite insurrection, uh, have no oversight for people, go pure states' rights, bring back slavery, everyone has guns. And uh, the people who liked Donald Trump for the lack of oversight hate those people. It's finally happening. The Ouroboros, the snake that eats itself. It's the, they're going to devour each other and leave the world a perfect place. I mean, maybe, but it's, uh, I don't know. You Did you hear that, what, 12 people have been ejected from the National Guard presence at the Capitol tomorrow because of their ties to extremist organizations? And these are 12 people within the National Guard? I did not hear that, but I'm glad to hear it. It's good to know that they're checking. I would have been really concerned if no one was ejected. Because, I mean, if let's be real. If you take the National Guard, who are basically just people who sign up to parade around with guns, you're probably going to have some people who post on 4chan a lot. Right. I mean, it stands to reason that for sure. Um, I, I remember when I first read the headline that a large number of National Guard would be gathered for the the inauguration uh the the first comment i read underneath that headline was well gee i hope it's not an, an, an order 66 oh boy and i still hope it's not that but the fact that they they got rid of t- at least 12 people makes me think that maybe we're just gonna see just standard fair inauguration stuff tomorrow that's my hope i mean i i think there are still a great number of people that we can't discount in this country who benefit from a peaceful transfer of power. Like, I don't I don't think that anyone in the government that we have right now, for the most part, stands to benefit much from a coup. 
but I guess we'll see tomorrow, which in itself is such an insane sentiment that I never thought I'd have to say. Yeah, yeah, I never thought in my lifetime I would see an attempted insurrection of the United States. Um, given the long history of stuff that's happened in the United States, you just you wouldn't think you would see it, but we saw it, and I am you know, we might see it again tomorrow. Who knows? Yeah, a mere two weeks later, you have to think, is this a repeat occurrence? Is this a thing we have to watch out for? Are they going to have to start installing insurrection sirens? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like when COVID first showed up and stuck around, people were like, this could be a yearly thing, an annual thing like the flu. Are we going to have like a, a an annual insurrection attempt? Is that... Is that on the table? Maybe. I, I truly don't know. I hope not. I, I also I really yeah, hope I, not. I, for one, hope not. I, uh, I don't know. I, do you know what whoop is? Uh, a noise, a fun noise you can make when something good happens? That, and it's also a little band that you wear around your wrist. It's like one of those uh, optimized human things. It's a fitness tracker. It tracks your heart rate, recovery, sleep, etc., Okay, it's called Whoop. Whoop, W-H-O-O-P, spelled exactly how you'd expect. Uh, they released like a, a year in review for 2020 because every oh, no. year they release anonymous data on all of their users to be like, these are interesting trends we saw. And uh, every year that they've done this, the night that people get the least sleep is uh, New Year's Eve. Because they stay out longer, they drink more. When you drink more, your quality of sleep goes down and your duration of sleep goes down. And that's been true as long as its company has existed. Uh, For 2020, it was actually election night. Oh, wow. Yeah, people got the least sleep. I think on average they lost two and a half hours of sleep. And... I think they released like data early just because they saw a trend and they said that the uh, night of January 6th, people's overall rest declined by 15% just because, I don't know, there was unrest, I guess. <laughs> literal, literal unrest in the nation. And I don't know how well I'll be sleeping tonight. I have, a, I have a much to think about, much to be worried about. Yeah, there is. I don't want to belittle anything by making a joke here. There is a lot to worry about. The funny thing is, by the time this episode goes out, it'll all have blown over either one way or the other. Yeah, by the time this episode comes out, it's going to be broadcasted off of a small vacuum tube radio in an irradiated wasteland like Fallout. Oh man, I can't wait for 1950s music to come back. Uh, Let me tell you about this song called Big Iron. On his hip? On his hip, you got it. Oh, wow. Oh, big iron. Big iron. Well, let's put the political talk to bed, as it were. John, that's the third time I said, as it were. We're going to nip that in the bud. As it were. God damn it. We're also going to be nipping the political talk in the bud because, John, I don't know if you know this, but I have breaking news. More breaking news than the breaking news about the politicals? I've got news that is breaking right now. 
This well, is earlier, the most breaking it, it news ha- we've ever had on the podcast. It actually happened earlier today, but I'm going to break it wide open right now, John. Okay, you so know. would you say it's fair that it was once breaking news? Uh, so it's not the most break news on the podcast, but we have a scoop. Oh, we've got the biggest scoop. We got two scoops full of of great delicious raisins. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say ice cream, and I'm very disappointed. No, it's the raisin brand thing. Oh yeah, Big Sun Two Scoops. Big Sun. <laughs> Big Sun Two Scoops. You know what they say. Uh, J- John, remember, you might be aware that on this podcast we have made a number of promises in our day. Uh, one or two, or maybe fifteen supplemental readings. Right, and uh, at least four of those supplemental readings previously were. We were going to do a supplemental reading on each individual episode of the miniseries that is Zack Schneider's Justice League. Yes. Well, you can rest a little bit easier tonight, John, because Zack Schneider, the man himself, uh, seemingly confirms Justice League will be a four-hour movie, not a miniseries. What a roller coaster with this motherfucker. Uh, This comes to us from IGN. Uh, The byline is Adele Anchors, who I thank you for reporting this story. Um, IGN, the International Gamers Network. Something like that. Uh, Zack Schneider has implied that his version of Justice League will be released as a four-hour movie instead of the four-part miniseries announced previously. What's on HBO Max screenshotted an exchange between Schneider and a fan, which occurred during a Q&A session on Schneider's Vero account, where the director appeared to confirm that his Justice League cut would be released as a one-shot movie when it premieres on HBO Max in March, as opposed to the limited multiple-part series that was announced at DC Fandom last summer. So is this one of those situations like in a meeting at work where you finish early and then they say they're giving you the gift of time? It could be. It could very well be that. However, there's a little bit of ambiguity. What is wrong? Ambiguity? Yeah, you got it. All right. A little bit of ambiguity because uh, the, the article goes on to wrap up by saying – While many have interpreted this to mean that the four-part miniseries has been scrapped in favor of a four-hour movie, it's possible Schneider is indicating that all four-hour-long episodes will drop simultaneously, giving viewers the option to watch the Schneider cut in one continuous block rather than splitting it up and releasing the episodes one by one as part of a schedule. We've contacted Warner Brothers for, for, for clarification. Um, and it doesn't seem like they ever got it. I don't know if that's a good idea. It doesn't. So the breaking news seems to be Schneider confirms a four hour movie. Maybe. So I, uh, I actually pulled up another interview with Zack Snyder. Okay. Uh, it is on the website, superhero hype.com. I don't. Reputable source. Reputable source. Apparently, a comic book debate interviewed him. There are all these 
super on comic book sites I wasn't aware of. Uh, a very small portion of the movie is the new stuff that I shot, said Snyder. Like 80-something percent of the movie has never been seen by anyone, visual effects-wise, and that's not even including the scenes that you guys have never seen that don't have visual effects. I'm gonna stop you right there, Zach. I'm gonna bet there's not a single scene in this movie that doesn't have some kind of visual effects in it. I mean, that's probably accurate, because... Zack Schneider, he, he's he's presenting an image that's larger than life. So it's going to need, you know, you got to step it up. This is a bigger story than our world could ever present. So each frame, I feel like you are correct, is going to be enhanced by visual effects. I mean, if we're looking at it realistically, every scene in every movie almost ever has had some kind of visual effects if we call things like color correction and color grading visual effects anyway uh snyder goes on to say that part's really exciting and i can't wait for everyone to experience this giant scale adventure the way i exactly intended uh snyder also indicated that one of the two new scenes shot involves jared leto's joker i swear this is related to what we're talking about Uh, First of all, let's just clarify, said Snyder, there's like two bits that I added. One bit that I had really sort of hoped to shoot in post but never get the chance to, and then one scene with Jared. This whole little piece with Jared. (laughs) Period. That's just a sentence. That's a whole sentence. This whole little piece. Uh, The truth is, the rest of the four hours of the movie are really just what I shot, seemingly confirming here that he intends it to be one four-hour-long movie. Now, it it was reported. He he has been saying it's been a movie this whole time. It was reported previously that HBO was going to give people the option to watch it in one-hour chunks as a miniseries, but it seems like that's not going to happen. So... The gift of time we are bestowed upon us, we're bestowing it to us because if it's not, if that's not the intended way to view the film, even if it comes out, why would we do that to ourselves? We're going to get those four hours back. I mean, my anticipation and why we were doing this is that if it was intended to be a miniseries, it's because... I don't know why I imagined this way. I thought that there would be four parts to a miniseries and then a final movie, which the movie would omit some scenes from the miniseries uh, to fit into like a tighter time frame. So I imagined it would be a slightly abridged experience. But if this is the way Zach intended, I'm willing to experience it with Zach's vision. Right. And that cuts down the number of supplemental readings we would have to do uh, because now all we have to do is theatrical version director's cut and now the new ultimate Schneider cut. So from seven supplemental readings to just three. Wait, hold on. We need to watch the theatrical cut. Wait, there's a second. Is there another cut of justice league? Yeah, this called. I believe it's listed on HBO max right now as the ultimate cut. So wait, you can watch, I want to be clear, you can watch them both on HBO Max, right? I'm pretty sure you can, yes. Okay, well then that, okay, I was afraid I was going to have to buy or rent one of these movies. I don't think you, you'll have to, so I, I think the theatrical cut is there. I think the director's cut slash ultimate cut is there, 
and then Zack Schneider's cut, which I don't even know what they're going to call it. The Schneider cut. They should just call it the Schneider cut. I feel like at this point with the, with the publicity, they have to call it the Snyder cut. Right. Schneider. Yeah. Snyder. It's Snyder. It's Snyder. Man, I've been saying it wrong this whole time. I was wondering when we would have this out on the podcast and I knew that when we did, it would ruin us. What the Snyder versus Schneider? Yeah. How long have I been saying it? The entire time. His name's not Schneider. Snyder. You don't pronounce Snyder as Schneider. I mean, you do if it's an S-C-H-N-E-I-D-E-R. What if if the C-H is just invisible? You know, I'll have to... I'm going to look up a video of Zack Snyder saying his own name to see how he (laughs) would say it. Do you think one exists? I uh I will there will be when I get this goddamn cameo of him. <laughs> Pay twenty bucks to get Zack Snyder to say his name. Say your own name and wish me a happy birthday. Are you are you looking for a video? Because I want that. I mean it would be great. I'm gonna get uh I'm typing in Snyder pronunciation. Um Okay, let me tell you what happened. I tried to look up Zack Snyder, but I typed, well, I tried to look up Snyder and I typed W-N-Y-D-E-R and I just got videos of Winona Ryder. Oh, that's great. Don't you love natural language processing? Snyder. 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 Sounds like Snyder to me. Snyder. Snyder. Okay, I've practiced it. Now Now I'm fluent. Wait, hold on. I need a Duolingo just for celebrity names. Oh, shut up. Give me Zach. He's not saying his own name. Well, I, I, I believe it's pronounced Snyder. I'm, how long? I've been saying Schneider the entire time? Entire time. You have Jesus. to understand. Put yourself in my shoes. You can't be the guy on the podcast who corrects someone's pronunciation. It's been very difficult. How, what else am I getting wrong? You know, we'll just have to find out. It has to happen organically. All right. Well, let me know. Let me know. And like, I'm, I, we, we, we talk outside of this podcast. Oh, yeah. I really could have let you know at any point during which we were having like a friendly friend conversation. Yeah, you could have. You really could have. You're you just apropos of nothing. You just stop me mid-sentence and say, look, dead me, look me dead in the eyes and just say, it's Snyder. Listen, I knew this day would come on the podcast, and now we both know. And I, for one, am very interested in watching the Schneider cut. I can't wait to watch Schneider's work. Ah, Schneider. Oh, good old Schneider. So, yeah, four less supplemental readings coming at you, which I'm kind of bummed about, because I was actually looking forward to dissecting this movie hour by hour. Um, But on second thought... That's an entire month. (laughs) Yeah, it is an entire month of content. Now, that's not to say we don't break the supplemental reading up into two supplemental readings. Because for a a four-hour-long movie, we're probably going to have a lot to talk about. Oh, man, I hope we have a lot to talk about. It would be a bummer if we watched a four-hour movie and had nothing to say. I hope you're looking forward to both of our significant others leaving us when they have to watch this movie with us because it's very hard to get away for four hours. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna wait till I'm gonna wait till uh, Jamie's out of town. Ah, oh, that's convenient. Yeah, she travels for work, so 
She's actually traveling for work this week. Shame it's not March. Shame. Oh, wait. This is happening in March? Yeah, March. Dude, we have to get on watching those first two. Yeah, it's coming up. Oh, my God. Dude, Oh, you know these movies are going to be like three and a half hours long. Oh, one is longer than the other. So I, we start with the shortest one, and that's the least amount of time we have to dedicate to it. And then it just gets progressively longer. I'm I'm excited because I know that you've seen Justice League. I have seen. I've seen every DC movie that's come out. What a shame. Uh, I thought that I had seen it. You saw Batman vs. Superman. I did. So that means I actually get to enjoy watching this movie for the first time rather than having to sit through it a second time. So I think I'm going to have an easier viewing experience than you. I'm actually looking forward to see the differences between the the two, uh, the two being the uh, the original theatrical cut and the Snyder cut. Uh, I'm, and I'm really interested, honestly, to get your takes on the first movie, because to me, I defended that movie when it came out. Oh, no. I Wait. thought it was what? Hold on. Uh, keep talking. I th- I mean, I, I defended it because I'm, I'm such a fan of the brand. You know, I love DC. I love Batman. Superman is there. The Flash is one of my favorite heroes of all time. I, I really like these characters and I wanted the movie going experience to be good. So I had like convinced myself in my head that this was an okay, good movie. And I saw the movie with Jamie and she turned to me, and the first thing she said after the credits roll was, well, that sucked. So I had a... Obviously, the DC movies are bad. And I this isn't a revelation. I disagree with you, but I'll let you finish. So, okay. I think that Wonder Woman was fine. <laughs> um but I don't think any of the other ones have, have been that good. Have you seen Wonder Woman 1984? We did sit down and watch 1984 this past weekend. Uh, what was your, what was your feeling? Um, I kind of said this in the group me a little bit. It was a movie where it, it looked like all of the actors were having fun. Yeah, they definitely a- appeared to be having fun. I just know that I watched it at some point after it was over. I turned to Alice and I said, oh, did you like it? And she said, no. God, no. Uh, it was horrible. It was truly awful. I like... It's hard to say what I... I like Pedro Pascal. I like Gal Gadot. I love Kristen Wiig. I love all those people. And it seemed like they were having a whole bunch of fun. And we're not out here to spoil Wonder Woman 1984. But how come he had to come back in the body of that engineer guy, but everyone else got their wishes literally? Why did that have to be an additional thing for us to wonder about? Yeah, an additional thing that the movie addresses once to be like, yes, uh, what you think is happening is actually happening, but she can see otherwise. And it's just like, what's why you wasted, not wasted, you're spending energy to explain this overly complicated thing. Why couldn't he have just come back? 
Yeah, and I don't want to say that the screenwriter or the director did a bad job, but I feel like as a somewhat creative person, when you're doing something and you like see that it's good, like you see that something is clever or fun and you you think of a good trait for a character or a good element to the story, you're excited to play with it like it energizes your brain. And I have to imagine that for other people, for other ideas, when you like see that something's bad and you're writing yourself into a corner and it's a terrible idea to write that into a script, you have a similar opposite reaction. And I feel like no one listened to that reaction whatsoever when they were writing that movie ever. Well, I honestly, I have a theory about how it all came together. Um, I, I think the writer was told by the studio that Chris Pine was coming back. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, okay, how do we get Chris Pine back? And then they found a way to bring Chris Pine back. They iterated on that interesting thing. They put in a couple of caveats like, okay, you know, it's not actually him. It's this, this thing. And then it just kept exploding outward from there. Maybe it got out of their hands and into the hands of someone else. They said, well, obviously this thing is now going to be the big bad. Uh, we put it in the hands of this other person. And then let's kind of forget about the caveat part of the wishes and just grant them uh, literally. And then uh, there's a cost associated sometimes, but not for Kristen Wiig's character. And you can only Um, do one except when you do more. Yeah, except for when Kristen Wiig gets two. And then, uh, um, right. Anyway, I liked I, I, I liked I, I liked Pedro Pascal's Maxwell Lord. I feel like he nailed Maxwell Lord as a character. I thought the aesthetic of that movie rocked. Like the person uh, Patty Jenkins who directed it very clearly like loved the 80s in an authentic like there's a group of punks walking around they've got bad brains and Cro-Mag shirts. Like you would only put those shirts on punks if you really cared about punk music in the 80s like the aesthetic very cool these people loved the 80s all the characters were great having cheetah be in the movie great choice because the the like wonder woman cheetah dynamic is a huge deal in early wonder woman comics for the weird uh degenerate guy who made them uh, Pedro Pascal having a villain who is essentially like the epitome of a coked up, glad handing, like pyramid scheme owner is incredible. It's just everything the movie tried to do, it did in the dumbest way possible. Yeah. Just so look, disappointing. Look. I w- here, I will do an entire podcast about how angry and Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four made me. Here's the thing, John. With Wonder Woman, Patty Jenkins, phenomenal director, proved that a woman could headline a superhero movie and be successful. Now she's knocked it out of the park again. Patty Jenkins, phenomenal director, has proven. That women can headline a bad superhero movie. Listen, she's out there to prove things. Every movie she directs is she's she's pushing the boundaries. First, can a a, a female not female? I hate that word. Can a woman, an actress-led 
superhero movie do well? Yes. Well, can a, can a, an actress led f- f- a superhero movie do bad? Yes. Now she's got to prove if Wonder Woman three, which already has been greenlit, can a Wonder Woman can a, a, an actress led superhero movie be just okay? We're gonna we're gonna find out. I mean, listen. <laughs> You you don't want to you don't want to try to put lightning in a bottle twice, which means you don't you can't try to succeed twice. You have to seek failure. And now maybe with that out of the way, I don't know, dude. I just get so exhausted thinking about Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four because I was really jazzed up about that movie. And the thing that makes me angriest is it made me actually like re audit whether or not Wonder Woman was a good movie, and I think maybe it isn't as good as i thought it was i don't know yeah i mean don't let don't let the don't let the future taint the past yeah don't let the future taint also from my uh from looking i'm not sure that there's two versions of justice league on hbo max so there's justice league and then there's batman versus superman dawn of justice ultimate edition but i see no ultimate version of justice league oh no I, I'm not signed into HBO on this laptop. I can't check. I mean, we could watch any number of uh, Justice League animated series or Lego series. I mean, the animated series for Justice League is pretty good. Don't 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 sleep on that if you've never watched it. Um, well, you're gonna hear some keyboards clacking. You got those uh, MX Cherry switches? No, uh, not on this laptop. Right, we're gonna watch Justice League. <laughs> Okay, so we're just going to watch. So we're amazingly. This is a first for the podcast. We've cut down we, the number no. of supplemental readings we need to watch no, by five. We're watching both. We're watching both. We're watching both what? Both movies, Justice League and the director's cut. Justice League and the Snyder cut. Justice League and the the theatrical cut. The theatrical cut of Justice League, which is on HBO Max. And then the first director's cut. There is no first director's cut. It existed. Oh, no, it didn't. Oh, my God. John, I've been thinking of Batman versus Superman this entire time. Have we got five free (laughs) podcasts out of this now? We have. John, I've been thinking. I I was thinking the director's cut. Oh, my God. How long have I been wrong about this? Um, the entire time. The entire time! I've been thinking of Batman vs. Superman Dawn of Justice Ultimate Edition literally this entire time. I don't want to make any promises about the podcast, but I think this is maybe, and this is sad, the podcast episode where the most revelations have been made. I It's... it's Not since we broke the news that John Cena was Dominic Toretto's brother in Fast and Furious 9 have this many revelations been made. But the the thing is, the revelations are really just for me. (laughs) Yeah, these are actually very much one side. I didn't know about there not being a director's cut. I had to look that up. Oh my gosh. How many versions of Justice League are there? Are are you asking that of the universe or of Siri? I'm I'm okay. I'm I'm at an article now. 
Oh, let me tell you why I said, oh my God, while you were speaking 10 minutes ago. I found an article called All Six Versions of Zack Snyder's Justice League. That's what I'm reading. Explained. <laughs> okay, that's so... Yeah, that, that's what I'm reading right now. Yeah, essentially conf- they're, they're rewrites and versions that the studio rejected, but there is only but there's one o- okay. cut. There's only the Joss Whedon theatrical cut and Zack Snyder's Justice League. But here's one from Screen Rant. All, there are three versions of Justice League, including the Schneider Cut we explain. Wait, oh, hold okay. on. It's a script. Oh, I see. It's a script, and then the, the Whedon Cut and, and the, the Schneider's Cut. So it's somehow Snyder. ballooned from three versions to six versions. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, we've got this to do something. This is only two we have to do. We can't... That's two plus whatever dumb shit we also promised we'd watch. By the way, Mandalorian season one is off because Henry watched it and doesn't want to talk about it anymore. I mean, we could still do it. I'm just saying I just wanted a reason to rewatch it and I've already rewatched it. That means I'm prepared already. I mean, I love the Mandalorian and would happily rewatch the first season. So that one's still on the table. Yeah, but we can do season two. We can't in good conscience end this podcast taking five supplemental readings away from our listeners and not giving them anything. Do you want to give them something in return? I mean, I feel like we... Oh, I I got it. I got it. What? Fast and Furious Spy Racer Season 2, baby. You know! Wait, Back on the table, baby. This might not be that terrible of an idea, because if we only talk about for one episode, we won't have to talk about it again. Right. We just do one episode for the entire season, completely breaking (laughs) the format, but then we just get it all out of our system. All eight episodes, I'm assuming. There's eight? There's eight? Hold on. I think I I can sign into Netflix on this, this, this laptop. What kind of scrub life do you have where you don't have... Let me tell you how fucked my Netflix recommendations are. Everything that we watch that's like highbrow or interesting is on Allison's profile. On mine, it's just for Fast and Furious Spy Racers and anime that I can't watch with Allison. So my recommendations are fucked. (laughs) Let me tell you what my recommendations are right now. Coco Melon. Uh, Oh, The Good Place. That's not bad. And then just a bunch of anime. Um, John. Yes. I, I I hear what you're saying. Your 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 recommendations are fucked because of anime, and mine are too for the same exact reasons. Uh, but so I was looking for Fast and Furious Spy Racers and just typed in the word fast. Uh huh. And the first result is something called the Hurricane Heist. And the movie's title is written in what could only be described as the Fast and Furious font. Uh, but listen listen to this description. Yes. A deadly hurricane with mile-high waves provides the perfect cover for stealing $600 million from a U.S. Treasury outpost in Mississippi. In Mississippi? In Mississippi. I... Director Rob Cohen? Director of the first Fast and Furious movie? Maybe that's why it's got the same font? Oh, my. Directed by Rob Cohen. Uh, Allegedly a true monster, by the way. Allegedly a true monster. We won't talk about it. Um, 
Okay, so apparently the second season of Fast and Furious Spy Research is called Sahara? Uh, that's not the second season, buddy boy. What the fuck? There's three seasons? That's not the second season. What? When did this come out? Why in the... <laughs> John, the most revelations in podcast history. There are three seasons of Fast and Furious Spy Racers. It was so hard to listen to you talk about the hurricane heist when I saw that. Oh. So we have <laughs> one. But two seasons of Fast and Furious Spy Racers to watch. No! Why? So that's two of our supplemental readings out of the way. You want to do the hurricane heist? Yeah, sure. Alright, so we took away five. We're giving you three. I can't believe they're... So we took... The, the, a a dumb but thematic and intentional uh, series of five supplementaries and replace them with two we're gonna hate to do and one we're doing because it uses the same font of a movie what we like same director as Fast and Furious 1 yeah I feel like that is worth it yeah it could be fun who knows it might be fun I, I mean you know both of us lived in Mississippi at some point right we could see old stopping grounds. Uh, but with that, with those promises, with that exchange of promises, uh, we got to quickly wrap this up, John. What an incredible – I thought at the first half of this episode, all of these revelations being levied against you, I was starting to feel immune. And then right there <laughs> at the end, us both essentially in real time realizing that there were in fact three seasons of Fast and Furious Spy Racers and a movie directed by Rob Cohen set in uh, our, one of our home states. Uh, I'm shell-shocked. Yeah, no, to, to say the least, this has been a roller coaster for me, especially. And now for you, you, you hopped on on the end of the ride. And uh, I, I think the only thing we can do is uh, let, let's let grab our, our listeners and get them on the ride as well, baby. Yeah, if you want to join Fast and Furious Supercharged or whatever the hell it was called at Universal Studios. Uh, I'm, I'm just I'm thinking about the I'm thinking about Spy Racers. If you want to send us additional news that's going to make us question our desire to commit the the time and the utility of recording a podcast on a regular basis uh you can do so on twitter at zcpcwhj on twitter.com which stands for henry please don't make a season four of spy racers and if you want to send us an email you can do so to zero credits email zero credits email address which is I'll get it one day. Email at zerocredits.net. I checked and the forwarding is working because we both have little tiny email addresses that I have things sent to if I want to get another free trial of something and I already used my main email address. Oh, that is that what that second is that what is that what my email address is for? I mean, I don't know. Uh, but you can do that. Uh, but don't send emails to that because I don't check it. Uh, send it to email at zerocredits.net. We are on Spotify. Search for Zero Credits, perhaps podcast, just on Spotify because it doesn't seem like you need to use the podcast. 
section, you'll find us, add us to your playlists, um, and listen to Motion Sickness by Phoebe Bridgers, a bop from 2016 or whatever the fuck. Uh, we are on Apple Podcasts, search for zero credits. You know, these are becoming redundant because as natural language processing gets better, people can just look up zero credits and find our podcast. So I don't need to tell you how to search for it on Apple Podcasts, but search for Zero Creds Podcast on the Apple Podcasts. A great way to get people to learn about the show is to leave us a comment. And by that, I mean a review, preferably five stars. If you leave a one star, you're a dead motherfucker. But the most important and best way that we can... threaten our listeners? Allegedly, the best way people can know about us is word of the mouth is the only way we can survive. So please tell your friends. Tell. <laughs> so when you're at the inauguration tomorrow with oh your 24,999 other friends who are also in the National Guard, uh, please tell them about the podcast. Um, maybe our dulcet tones and uh, generally an anarchistic or socialist tendencies will keep them from committing an Order 66 on Joe Robinette Biden and uh, feeding him a chupa chup that he that he chokes on and dies. Uh, keep them from doing that. Essentially, what I'm saying is that this podcast and your ability to communicate it uh, to your bloodthirsty weekend warrior friends is the only thing saving this great republic known as the United States of America. Kaka. And from everyone here, from the covert, fast and furious spy racers garage, which I guess is in Rio now, apparently. And the Sahara. And then later the Sahara. Uh, we just want to wish you a happy week. Bye. Goodbye. I'm so depressed.